With a relentless focus on excellence in healthcare, Pullman Regional Hospital presents the Health Podcast. The opioid epidemic in America has claimed hundreds of thousands of lives over the last two decades. Chances are you can think of someone you know who's been touched by this type of addiction. Today, we'll talk about how opioid use became so pervasive and what we can do to help those who are struggling. Here with us to discuss is Dr. Pete Mickelson, the Medical Director of Emergency Services at Pullman Regional Hospital. Dr. Mickelson, thanks so much for being here today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. First of all, can you explain what exactly an opioid is and tell us what initially caused the epidemic? Sure. I think uh, a lot of people have an idea of what opioids are, but basically they're they're pain medications that are derived from the opium poppy seed, and some of them are still natural and some of them are synthetic opioids, and they act in a certain way on the body, um, but primarily people take them to help with pain, and they do um, cause some euphoria or some feeling of well-being as well. Some common examples that you may have heard of are morphine or Dilaudid uh, for injectable um, opioids. And then some medications that people take are hydrocodone or Vicodin, Lortab, Percocet, things like that. And additional opioids are all the way to heroin and and fentanyl. There seem to be quite a few of them. So why did doctors prescribe so many opioids? I can speak primarily to to the opioid epidemic and little bit of the history, at least in the United States. I'm, I'm almost 20 years into my career in, in, in medicine, and so I've, I've uh, been able to see this sort of evolve. And it really started back in 1980, a letter to the editor in a New England Journal of Medicine that really minimized the risk of addiction from doses of opioids. And what they were really talking about were pain medications that you receive for a painful condition, and then they looked at people and whether or not they became addicted to them. And they found out that was relatively rare. Say, if you were in the hospital and you got a couple doses of, say, morphine after a surgery, you were relatively unlikely to develop an opioid addiction. However, what happened with that letter is that it was used um, to promote using opioids for chronic pain. And as a lot of people have seen in the uh, in, in the press lately, that um, big pharmaceutical companies promoted the uh, use of long-acting opioids to treat chronic pain, and that led to a lot of difficulties with addiction. Somewhere around the, uh, uh, in the 2000s, then there was a strong um, effort to evaluate patients' pain, uh, whether they were, it was acute pain or chronic pain, and they even called it the fifth vital sign. Um, pain is a subjective, a subjective uh, a measure. It really isn't a vital sign, such as your blood pressure or heart, heart rate, um, but it was measured as that. And so because we were asking people about their level of pain, it was implied that, they, that uh, we would then do something about it. And a lot of, uh, a lot of people feel that um, further promoted the uh, use of opioids um, and prescription opioids specifically. But then um, we saw a major increase in the opioids prescriptions around that time from 2000 to say 2012 and even ongoing today, about a five-fold increase during that time. Um, which is unfortunate because it led to a lot of addiction, a lot of overdoses, and, and to the crisis that we're experiencing today. So what is emergency medicine doing to combat this problem? I think going back even to combat it, I think emergency medicine is almost a little bit like the canary in the coal mine for a lot of 
oh, emerging emerging drug problems in the country. And um, when we began seeing overdoses and people withdrawing from uh, their opioids or narcotics quite a while ago, and started there started to be some action taken by emergency medicine in the state of Washington and also across the country, trying to um, educate the population about the role of emergency physicians in the emergency department in managing chronic pain um, and trying to limit that and have that pain managed through primary care offices or pain specialists and really trying to limit the number of prescriptions that emergency uh, that patients receive for narcotics um, from the emergency department or opioids. There's still a, certainly a role for prescribing opioids for acute injuries and acute problems, but the management of chronic pain out of the emergency department um, is really um, something we try to avoid. In many states, we have a what's called a prescription monitoring program where we're able to see a, any, any prescriptions filled by our patients for controlled substances. So many of those are opioids in addition to other substances. And that helps us understand if patients are going to multiple providers, maybe not going to the usual channels to achieve their um, pain management. And for those who may have an addicted friend or family member, what can they do to help? Sure. This is a very, it's a very difficult problem in the country and locally as well. 30,000 Americans die every year from opioid overdose. In fact, in 2016, it peaked at 42,000 Americans died from opioid overdose. And the majority of those are from prescription opioids. And I think most people know somebody or have a family member who's been affected by this. More Many more people are affected by opioid abuse, certainly, than are than actually overdose. So this is affecting a lot of Americans' lives. It's one thing that we've that we've started to uh, look at over the last few years. Say, if we see somebody in the emergency department and we're concerned that they may be misusing opioids, then we really need to start looking at at that as a disease and not as a problem for us. Um, starting to move people towards uh, treatment options to help them overcome their their uh, disease. And so there's the treatment aspect of uh, um, seeking treatment for opioid use disorder. And the other part is um, the um, being prepared for a potential overdose. And so a lot of uh, uh, a lot of experts are now recommending that family members and friends of of folks with opioid use disorder or opioid addiction have access to a reversal agent such as Narcan or Naloxone. And this is a medication that if you um, discover someone has overdosed, you can basically treat that patient. Um, and there are many lay people that have the ability to do this, in addition to our police force here in, in Pullman and certainly emergency med- uh, medical providers, EMS, and first responders. These Narcan, the Narcan or the um, overdose um, kits, require a prescription in Washington State. However, in Idaho, um, it's an over-the-counter medication. You can request it from a pharmacy and receive it there. You mentioned the potential signs of overuse to look out for, and this is certainly something that emergency physicians as yourself might be able to spot. But for a friend and family member, how can they identify that? What are the signs that they should look for? For overuse um, or addiction, you know, there are lots of uh, signs of addiction. And, uh, you know, basically, if it's affecting your life, if you're if if it's if the use of opioids has a negative effect on your life, then then that's a problem. But I think what you're asking more is about the acute overdose. If somebody takes too much, and what you'll see is all the way to the end where they stop 
they stop breathing. There are lots of uh, uh, videos uh, on this, uh, YouTube videos and things where you can see, actually visualize somebody who's overdosed on opioids. And uh, typically what you what ends up happening is that the, the medication depresses the respiratory drive or your your drive to breathe, and that leads to a cascade of events that uh, can eventually lead to death. So as a, a lay person, you want to see somebody who you see them, they're not responsive. You sort of try to uh, move them to see if they respond to you. They don't, especially if they're salivating, if they have real small pupils. Um, that could be an op- uh, an opioid overdose. A lot of times there are signs, there may be pill bottles around or needles or, or other signs of injecting opioids on the arms or other places on the body as well. And that's an opportunity to really save somebody's life by prog- providing them the Narcan in addition to calling 911. Well, Dr. Mickelson, thanks so much for your time. This has been extremely helpful. For more information, please visit pullmanregional.org. That's pullmanregional.org. This is the health podcast from Pullman Regional. I'm Prakash Chandran. Thanks so much for listening.